This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Do another Wednesday night shiur. Tonight we're going to speak about Yom Kippur. And we have we have a big deep day in front of us that's coming along, and that's Kippur. And everybody has to know what's the avodah, what what we're supposed to be thinking about on Yom Kippur. How do we get ready? What what is it? Fashlema? Yeah. Fashlema? What is it? Chafika bat. Liza. Chafika? Yeah. Okay, fine. Without Hashem, we're also going to announce this Motzei Shabbat as well. We have a slichot night late night over here. Center, 2013 East 13th Street. We have four rabbis speaking: Rabbi David Nikesh, Rabbi Rilati, myself, and Rabbi Rachimi. They're all going to be here. Bezal Hashem, it's going to be a blast. It's going to be amazing. We're starting at 10:45 dinner, followed by slichot at 12:30. Good, 12.40 would be Slichot. 2013 East 13th Street, Torah Center. Rabotai, let's start it up. This Saturday night. This Moshe Shabbat. Kippur. Kippur hu yom adid bimeh shana. It says, the Pelayetz, we're going to learn how the Pelayetz today. Pelayetz says that Yom Kippur is one of the holiest days of the year. It's the holiest day. What's the holiest day of the year? Yom Kippur. Now if you look, I'll tell you on a side note, if you take any Gemara, What's, how do you, how do you say the Gemara of uh, Pesach? What is it called? Pesachim. What's the Beracha, what's the Mesechet of Rosh Hashanah? Rosh Hashanah. What's the Mesechet of Sukkah? So what should be the Mesechet of Yom Kippur? Yom Kippur. But it doesn't say that. You know what it says? Yoma. What's Yoma? The day. Yoma, that didn't say Yom Kippur. It said Yoma. The day. Because everybody knows what's the day. That's the Yom Kippur. Sfarim tell us that in order to prepare for the day of the holy day of Yom Kippur, we need at least 40 days. And therefore they instituted Selichot from Sfaradim. We have Selichot starting from Rosh Chodesh Elul. The Ashkenazim have Shofar. But they did that. Why did they do that? It's so important. Why did they do that? Because we have to get ready for this holy day of Yom Kippur. So therefore we have, what do we have? We have Elul, then we have Rosh Hashanah, then we have Asim Teshuvah, then we have Kippur. Finally we get to Kippur. Right? Shabbat Shuvah we have in the middle. Why? Because we have to get prepared for it. We have to get prepared for it. There's another deen that they said, if you look, that we don't wear... Why do we wear shoes in general? Of course, to protect ourselves. But I saw like a feed, derush, a very nice shot. It says, because the earth got cursed. When Adam was sinned, the earth was also cursed. Everything was cursed. So therefore, we have to have a separation from us to the earth, from us to the, to the dirt. I, where don't we have a separation? In places that are very, very holy. For example... Like the Beit Hamikdash, you right back in the day, you can't walk to Arahara by it if you don't if, if you have your shoes on. You walk without your shoes on, right? That's not lachai. You have to walk without your shoes on, and that's why it says in Istanis. What's Istanis? Istanis is a fi- finicky person. Sometimes a person is very finicky. Like, oh wait, he he touched my my uh, my bagel. I had a friend one time. We went to get a bagel, and 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 the lady, she, he told the lady, "You're making my bagel. Do not do not use." Your hands touching my bagel. She says, of course, I use gloves. He says, I know. Give me the gloves all the way till the end. So, okay, he made the bagel, wearing gloves, everything like that. After it was done, she puts it in a plastic bag. So she takes off her gloves, and with the plastic bag, without her gloves, she's giving him, oh, I told you, only with gloves. The guy was so finicky that he didn't even want the lady touching his bag with it. Some people are finicky. So if a person is finicky and he can't go without, he can't go without uh, his, uh, his shoes, he's patur from going with Lelarega. Three times a year we go to the Pesach, he's patur. And that's why a person doesn't understand. Why? What's the pshat? The answer is, is because the, the, the earth by the Beta Mikdash is so holy, we don't need a separation anymore. 
And the same thing about Kippur. The day of Kippur is so holy that we don't need a separation. We, we, everything becomes holy. Everything, the whole air. They had a rabbi, Rav Shalom Shalom Bells. He says, one time with his students, he walked out on Yom Kippur night and he was just going like this. Breathing in and breathing out, breathing in. Like, rabbi, is everything okay? Rabbi, is everything okay? He says, yeah, everything is okay. He says, why are you breathing so much? He says, I'm breathing in the spirituality that's the Tusha that just came down that's in this air. You know when, you know that feeling that you get right before Kippur, you just feel like, you know, like, whoa, Kippur is here. And you see everybody walking with the talets, walking with white, and everybody's walking to shul, and everybody's in shul, and then you have the guy that's not religious in shul, and everybody knows Kippur is the day. Is the day. So now what's the, what's the avodah? What are we supposed to do on that day? So I'll just read you a little bit more, play that's what he says. Ba'ashehem Yisrael. Praiseworthy Yisrael. Why? Everyone, no matter who you are, there's a spark within that everybody lights up. Because deep down, every Jew wants to do Hashem's will. Why? Because we have godliness in it, in us. How do we have that? Because Hashem blew into us in Eshamah. So we have that godliness in us. What do we have to do? Just, just uplift it. Just uplift it. And on Yom Kippur, he says, no matter who the person is, everybody feels that sensation. A guy actually told me, uh, uh, the guy, he wasn't, he, he, he's not even so, so like, uh, he doesn't learn so much, doesn't go to pray so much, doesn't do a lot, doesn't do a lot. So all of a sudden he comes to me and says, Rabbi, I have to talk to you. I say, yeah, what's the matter? Emergency. What's the emergency? I don't know. So what happened? He said, my first Roshan in my life, when the shofar started blowing, I started, tears started coming down my face. I don't know why. I says to him, your neshama is crying because he wants to go back, back, back so much to Hashem. That's the truth. So what Hashem, we started getting on a program every single day, learning and everything, morning shahadis, everything. So now he writes, Everybody has a fear of the deen. Right? Nobody gets away with anything, by the way. There's nobody in this world that's going to get away with anything. Everything is deen v'hejbon. Everything's Dimeshbon. He says, we should really be feeling this feeling throughout the year. Really, it should be every day during the year we should feel Pachad Vashem. That's, that's the truth. It shouldn't be one day a year where, oh, Kippur, that's it, everybody, yeah, we're on our best behaviors. No, really, he's writing over here. The, the fear should be like that all the time. Because what we have to have that Yirat Shamayim. I told you this, and I, I love this story with a passion. There was a fellow, many years ago, he prayed to Hashem, he wanted to feel the Yirat Shamayim of the Rambam. The Rambam, he wanted to feel the Yirat Shamayim of the Rambam. Like, what's the difference between my Yirat Shamayim and the Rambam's Yirat Shamayim? So he wanted to feel it. So he said, Hashem, he was praying, and he was fasting, he was praying and fasting. They had a dream one night, that, by the way, tomorrow, you're going to see the feeling of the Rambam's, how he felt the Yirat Shamayim. And it's an amazing story how when he woke up and he was and he was uh, sitting down and and he was seeing about the 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 the, the feeling the Yerachamav the Rambam he couldn't he couldn't he couldn't sit properly he couldn't he couldn't drink properly he couldn't eat properly so he says he says I, I need to take it away you can't give it to me he did it one day he said he couldn't stop he said why because he felt the presence of Hashem 
at his moment all the time. It was like, if, if you know God is in your room, you're not going to sit on your couch uh, like this and, and drink a coffee and have like a big gulp of uh, whatever it is, a big fat uh, slurpee. You're not going to do that. Why? God's watching you. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to do that because the fear of God is on you. You're not going to do that. You're not. You're going to be so afraid. You're not going to even. You're not going to even be able to look above. Someone says, "Ah, how do you watch your eyes? You watch your eyes. If you knew God is watching you every single time, you'd be by the. You're looking at the cement. You know, like boom, boom. You're scared. You look up why? Because because God is right, right, right there. The Yiracha mind was that. And really, that's really the first halacha in the Shkaru. What does it say? Shiviti Adonai Nagdit One of the first halachot that we have in the Shkaru is what? Shiviti Adonai Nagdit What does that mean? You have to put God in front of you 24/7. It's not one time kipud. That's exactly. What saying. Is that one time Kippur? Just Yom Kippur and Rosh Hashanah is Yom Zikaron. We start remembering. We start feeling it. But really, that feeling really is supposed to go to take us throughout the year. Understand? He's saying, take the spirituality that you get from these days Elul, I say Mechuva, Yom Kippur. Really, it's even further than that. I'm, I'm saying Yom Kippur. Eventually, you're going to have the Avodah of Sukkot, and then Shemini Atzeret, and then you have Sahat Torah. All these days is there to, you know, you energize, you have, you have to fill up a car. You fill up a car with gears, right? Same thing, you need to fill up your spirituality, get your, your fuel with spirituality. So these are the days where you take it in, and, and you do Chuba as much as you can, and you see how much Saka you can do, you see how much Torah you can learn, you see how much prayer you can do, you can see how much Tehidim you can do, see how much Chaz you can do. These days, so it'll take you further. It'll take you further. Always a person should make fences around him not to fall in any stumbling block. Whatever it is, the rabbis did it for us. Right? The Torah says, Lord, the Torah, no? Let's say, I'll give you an example. Let's say a person, he has a big yetzalara. He, he, always, he, he always eats non-kosher when he gets to the mall, let's say. He goes to the mall, he eats non-kosher every single time. So what's his gear did? I'm not going to the mall anymore. It's avirat to go to the mall? It's not avirat to go to the mall. It's maybe. If you look at things as well, for sure it's avirat. But what? I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go to the mall anymore. So you're making a gadget for you not to fall. Let's say, let's say for example, a person, he knows, there's a certain group of friends, they sit down and they speak Lashonah together. They always speak Lashonah together. Every single time they speak Lashonah together. And it is unavoidable. But I wanna hang out with my friends. If that's the case, you have to avoid that. You have to put yourself in a, in a, in a situation where I can't put myself into a, a situation of sin. That's that's a real tr- true thing. He writes over here. Hashem will help the person. Until you completely, completely free yourself from any impurity that you have. The neshama, when it sins, is basically you're causing the neshama impurity. So therefore, it's going to clean everything out. If you can, try to say Tehilim every day. You know what, Rav Chaim Kenyevsky, he used to say, a whole, he used to finish the whole Sefer Tehilim every day of Asim Etchuvah. Every day of Asim Etchuvah, he finished from cover to cover the whole Tehilim. That's what he did. You understand? What do we do? Osim Kaparot. You got that? Everybody has to remember to do the Kaparot. Right? We pray to Hashem. We scream to Hashem. He says, therefore, a person shouldn't be talking in the shul right now. 
It's not the time to talk in the shul. Now it's time to pray. It's one day where a person has to focus and pray. And what? Confess, talk to Hashem for any sin that you've done. That's the day. You can ask from Hashem anything that you want. Ask. Don't waste a day and don't waste even a second of it. When you leave in Hashul, you're leaving Hashul. You're going back home, walking, walking home. Talk to Hashem 24-7 because He's the closest that will ever be at Yom Kippur. The closest time the Shekinah is in the world is at Yom Kippur. You understand? So don't waste the opportunity. Hey, you finished Shul, very good. So now, you learned a little bit, you said to him a little bit, you're walking home. Talk to Him. Just talk to Him, no way. Hashem, this year, give me this. This year, give me that. This year, I'm going to change this. This year, help me with this. Help me with that. And what I'm going to do? And everything, talk. And if you give me this, I'm going to do this. And if you give me that, I'm going to do that. But trust me, I'm going to do it. And talk to Him, talk to Him, talk to Him, talk to Him. Talk to him. Don't stop, don't stop, don't stop. Because you know how many hours is Kippur? How many hours is Kippur? How many hours is Kippur? Huh? About 25 hours, because we more see. Fala Kodesh. Really, 24, but we had before, we had after. So let's say 25 hours. You have only 25 hours. And how many hours we're sleeping? About 8 hours. How many hours is left? 17. About 17 hours. You have 17 hours of just talking, talking to him, asking whatever you want. You know, Rosh Hashanah, there's Mahalokit about it. Do we ask? Don't we ask? But Yom Kippur, you can go ahead and ask Hashem for everything. Ask Him, open up to Him, apologize to Him. Apologize to him. And I'm going to explain now in a few minutes about how we're supposed to apologize and what we're supposed to be thinking. Next. Now, he writes that what? That th- there's a player that says the learning of on Yom Kippur is a thousand times more than, than, than during any time else. They say that also, they say that. It's a thousand times more. It doesn't mean that we would, the hashpa'ah, the, the impact that it does for the world. You have to understand, every mitzvah that we do, and every avirah that we do, it affects the world. If you do a mitzvah, it affects, it's like perfume, right? You, you, you spray perfume, right? It smells good. So you don't know your effects that you do. When you do a mitzvah, you're spraying perfume to the world. When you do an avirah, you're affecting the whole world. But you're really affecting the whole world. When a person sins, he's affecting the whole world. He's not only affecting himself. That's the Rambam, open Rambam. Uh, Rambam what does Rambam say? Rambam says a person, to read the but the whole, you have to look at the world as half zakai and half chayav. One moment tips the scale. One moment tips the scale. So therefore, our whole life was supposed to have that, have that in mind. But that's the real truth. When you do a mitzvah, you really, you're affecting the whole world. You, you're lifting up the whole world. This is all, by the way, uh, Mitzvah Yashim first panic, he speaks about it. You're lifting up the world. Every mitzvah they do, and hospital every avadah. So therefore, a person in avadah, he's not only affecting himself. You have, you have polluted the world. You really affected the world. There was a story of Shimon ben Shetach. Shimon ben Shetach, you can look it up, it's in the Gemara. If you pass me in Gemara Tanit, I'll show you where it is. Does he have the Gemara Tanit over there? Is that Gemara Tanit? Yeah. Okay, pass it to me, please. I'll show you a Gemara. You're not even going to believe this, what it, what it says over here. See if, it, uh, see, if it, see if it's still good? Alright? You want to see a Gemara that says over here, Shimon ben Shetach? I got it, I got it. I got it, I got it. Here. Listen to what Shimon ben Shetach says. Listen to what it says. It's, a, it's an amazing Gemara. You won't even believe it. I have to read it to you. That's how, that's how crazy it is. It says like this. I'll read you the story. In the times of Shimon Metchetach, when did it rain? It rained on Friday night. Why Friday night? Because Friday night, when they come home from shul, everybody's home. So therefore, that's the best time. So it could rain. 
So the times of Shmuel Jedach, when did it rain? It didn't, it, it didn't bother a person walking in the middle, middle of the middle of the day because it rained Friday night when everybody came home to say Kiddush, that's when it started raining. Right? And then it says, says that the fruits, it's really talking about the grains. The grains grew so big. The grains grew tremendously big. And what did they do? They held these grains and they put it in a, in a package and they saved it. Like, you know, like vacuum pack. They saved these vacuum packed, uh, uh, big, big, uh, how do you say, uh, 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 grains. They said, why, why are you, back, why are you vac, vac, vacuum packing? Why, what are you doing this for? So he says, to teach the people in the future how much sin causes. Like the Bazook says, He says, the good is supposed to come, but what happens? A lot of person that sins, that's from him, he's, 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 losing the, he's losing the good that's supposed to be given to him. And that's what he says. He says, why? Because the person says, no, in, in life, when a person sins, he's not only affecting himself, he's affecting the world. He's affecting the, the produce. One time it says, the over here, Ula. Ula was in a certain place, and it says, wow, look, it's very cloudy. Must be it's going to rain. That's what Ula says this. On Tetamudbet. You don't invent it. It says it over here. It says that what? It says Ula went out. He saw it's, it's, it's so cloudy. Oh my goodness, it's going to rain. He tells the people, guys, uh, uh, go ahead, put your, put your stuff inside, uh, in, inside the house. It's going to rain. It didn't rain. And he says, you know why it didn't rain? Because the people in this town, they lie. And because they lie, this, this is my interpretation now. That, that's what I says. Because they lie. So what if they lie? What does it do with the rain? Since they lie, it affects the nature of their town, and therefore, even the nature, even the rain lies. You know what's going on? Even the rain, even it's affecting the whole community. When a person sins, it's affecting the whole community. That can make you all that. You could, you could, if the whole sins, it's affecting everything. The Gemara says over here, if a person says uh, he's going to donate money in public, let's say he goes and he gets a mission and everybody's so happy this guy's donating $10,000, $100,000, and if he doesn't, one of the things that rain stops is because he's fooling the people. Imagine, what, 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 what kind of business is that? It says one of the things rain stops is what? If a person has arrogance. If a person feels that he's better than other people, he has arrogance, it's effect, it affects the rain, that it won't come down, it'll stop the rain. It's a Gemara, Dav Zayin, Dav Vavim Udbet. You can look it up right here. It says it. Why does it stop right here? It says it. Yeah, it says it. Right here it says. It says, why does the rain stop? Here, what is it? Here, Dav Zayin Amudbet. It says, one of the reasons why, Amar Bishwam and Bazi, and, this is what he says. He says, En Agesharim Neetzarin, why does rain stop? Bishvil Mesper Lashonara, because people speak Lashonara. That's why rain stops. That means your, 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 your avilot affect the rain. Imagine. Then he goes on to say, furthermore, and he says the next week about Azepanim. He says, call about, he speaks about Azut Panim. Even the Azut Panim, even a person has uh, 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 arrogance, it affects the rain. Because our uh, actions don't affect only our being, it affects our whole surroundings. It really affects our whole surroundings. And that's really, really true. And therefore, a person has to be careful. Like you know, you 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 have to really get on get on your game with that. Now, I'd like to just say a few more things about about Kippur. I want to just finish what this piece about it. And he writes,
He writes like this. This is what I'm going to say. This is what I'm going to say over here. That is, there's two berachot. There's two berachot in the Amidah that has Avinu Malkenu. Anybody can guess which two berachot? Joe, you want to take a guess? Which beracha has Avinu Malkenu on it? Two berachot in the Amidah. Which two berachot? Salachlanu. That's one. Hashivenu. How'd you know that? Very good. <laughs> How'd you know that? Yeah, well, very good. He says, look, look what the Amidah has. It says, Slach lanu avinu, kichatanu, mechol lanu malkenu. So it starts avinu, malkenu. Hashivenu avinu, letoratecha. Vekarvenu malkenu, lawazecha. He said avinu, malkenu. Those are the only two brachot. What are we speaking about? We're speaking about teshuvah. Now let me explain. A lot of times a person might do teshuvah, which is very good, because he's scared that he's going to get a punishment from the sin. Do it. Do the teshuvah because of that. However, there's one point that people miss out on. And that is, teshuvah just doesn't mean you're getting forgiven for your sin. But it means when a person does a sin, he rebelled against Hashem. So he distanced himself from his father. You distance, when you sin, what you're doing is, more than the actual sin, what it affects and things like that, you also, you're distancing yourself from your father, from, from Avinu Shabbat Shemayim. You, you sin. You did a sin, that means what happens is, right now you pulled yourself away from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And therefore, what we're trying to say is, HaShivenu Avinu. What we're trying to say is, HaShivenu Avinu, which means what? HaKadosh Baruch Hu, my father, bring me back to where our relationship was before the sin. That's HaShivenu Avinu. Let us come back. Av, there's a, there's a silent, there's a silent hey in there. It's not really a hey, but ahav. Av, ahav, ahav, ahav. God loves us. Your father loves you. Hashem loves us. When a person sins, what happens is, he's distancing himself away from Hashem. And therefore, what we're trying to say is, avinu. Avinu, you're my father. Hashivenu avinu. I want to, I want to look at you as my father. You are my father. Take me back. Take me back. I ruined the relationship when I sinned. I ruined that relationship between us. And because I ruined the relationship between us, I want to fix it. So therefore, Hashivenu Avinu. Bring me back as a son. You're my father, bring me back as a son. But, there's a, there's a, and by the way, it's so important this, that it says that when people, the, the, the Jews did Haita Egel. What happened by Haita Egel? By Haita Egel, the Jews did it. And after they did it, Hashem says, I'm not taking them into Israel. Let the angel take them into Israel. Hashem was guiding us the whole way through. Now when it came to after Hashem says, you know what? Forget these people. Right now you guys sin Hadegel, no problem. You just distance yourself from me. That being said, I'm not taking you into Israel. Who's going to go into Israel? Who's going to take us in? I'll send you one of, the, one, of the, one of my angels. They'll take you into Israel. That's what happened. What did Moshe Rabbeinu do? Moshe Rabbeinu got involved. He says, if, if you don't take us in, we don't want to go to Israel. Leave us in the Midbar. We don't want to go. Because we don't want to ruin our relationship. So therefore, one of the things, besides the sin, besides the effect that it has on the world, but it also has an effect your relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. You don't want to ruin that relationship. You know, the Messiah says, there's Yir'ah and there's Yir'ah. There's Yir'ah that you're scared you might get punished from a sin. But there's Yir'ah of oneness. It's all. I'm like, whoa. I'm not afraid, I'm just like, whoa. 
You know, it's like, it's like, oh, there's some, oh, that's that, that there. Like, I can't believe it. This is amazing. And that's, that, that, that's, that, that's the truth. So therefore, the first thing is, we have to know, Hashirinu Avinu. Bring us back to you, yeah, Father. You know, we want to have that relationship. You know, we sin. But at the end of the day, I don't want that to ruin our relationship. So when you do Teshuvah, not only you, you're fixing up the, the sin, and you're fixing up, but you're also, the most important thing is you're fixing your relationship with Hashem. A lot of people are thinking, oh good, I'm, uh, I'll never do that sin again, I feel terrible, I feel so bad, and you really leave it, you really, really leave it. So you're doing the Teshuvah. But at the end of the day, what about your relationship with Hashem? So we're saying to Hashem, Hashem, please take us back, Hashem, Avinu. But what? The second thing is what? Malkenu. What's a melech? A melech is a king. There's no monkey, there's no monkey business with a king. If you mess around, back in the day, if you mess around with a king, you were killed on the spot. And really, that's the truth. Any avidah that a person does, technically speaking, he should be killed on the spot. You, you, you went against God. You should be killed on the spot. That's it. That's really, that's really what should be. But Hashem has so much, so much, so much Rahmanut. He says, no, he's not going to die the second of sin. He will, will give him a chance, we'll do this, we'll do that, a lot, a lot of things. But take speak speaking to But what do we have to see? We have to have Malkin, we still have to have the fear of him. You have to have fear of him. If you believe that God is watching you, you will never do a sin. You heard that? At that moment, you don't really believe. But if you really believe that God is watching you, you'll never do a sin. And that's what? That's Malkenu. That's our king. You're our melech. You're our melech. And the last thing is what? Harotzeh b'tshuva. What does it mean, harotzeh b'tshuva? Harotzeh b'tshuva means that Hashem wants the teshuva. Hashem wants us back. That's the biggest, biggest blessing that we're saying. Why? Because think about it. Imagine you do something wrong to somebody else. Uh, so Imagine somebody did something very wrong to you. Imagine somebody did something so wrong to you. Imagine you were, you were, you were, what's it called? You were at a business deal, and you had the sale, and right before the sale, your best friend, your best, best friend, takes the deal. Imagine. What happens? I don't want to talk to this guy. You go to your phone, you erase his number, delete, you block, never talk to him. Oh, he's praying in this shul, I'll never walk into the same shul as him. It's true. It's true, I know of somebody that, don't, that told me this story. He says, listen, I, I was in partners in business with me, and all of a sudden afterwards, he took my whole entire business. I thought I was on the plan, I wasn't on the plan, this, that, that, he took my whole entire business. I will never talk to this guy again, ever in my life. What do you think? When you do a sin, what are you doing to God? He's spitting in his face, like, who are you? That's what you're doing, yeah, who are you? That's what you did. And he's God, he's not your friend. So technically speaking, what should he do? He should be like, I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to know you. But what's the beracha? Harotzeh b'tshuva. Rotzeh means he wants. He wants us to return back then. Imagine. That's our God. That's our Hashem. Harotzeh b'tshuva. He wants us back. He wants us back. He wants us back. That, 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 that's the biggest beracha that you have. You know, you know what kind of blessing that is? You did something wrong. Think about it. You did something wrong to your friend. I don't want to see this guy ever again. I don't want to see this guy ever again. Imagine a friend says, oh yeah, by the way, he stole my business, and then he tells his other friend, yeah, but you know what? I want him to apologize, and, 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 and I'll forgive him. Can somebody do that? Imagine, you have a multi-million dollar business, and then, not even multi-million dollars, a hundred thousand dollar business, oh, even one deal. Even one deal for ten thousand dollars. And he messed over you. Imagine, you're going to go tell your friend, okay, if I tell him to apologize, uh, I'll still be friends with him. You going to do that? No, who is this friend he is? But you sin. You sin to God. What did you do to Hashem? 
He wants to, you want you want him to take you back just like that? That's the beracha. Harot That he wants you back. He'll take you back. And that's why at the end of Kippur, where everybody makes a seuda of the eating. So a lot of times the person thinks himself, why? Because my sins are forgiven. It's true. Your sins are forgiven. But more importantly is what? Is that my relationship with God is fixed. That's what he's supposed to be thinking. Baruch Hashem, Kippur is over. I got kapara. My relationship with Hashem is fixed. Now I'm like this with Hashem. And therefore I don't want to mess it up again. I don't want to do another sin to mess it up again. I don't want to ruin my relationship with Hashem. So Hashem takes Kippur, says, listen, I'm going to amend you. I'm going to fix you up. Let's go through a surgery for your neshama. But what do you have to do? There's a few things. You have to admit your sins. What you did this past year, what'd you do? Boom, 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 boom. You're not going to do it again, right? I'll never do it again. You, you're, you're, you feel bad that you did it. I feel terrible. I'm crying inside. I'm crying outside. I feel terrible. And I did this and I did that. You'll never do it again everywhere. No matter how great the pleasure is, I'll never do it. No matter how great the pleasure is, okay, I'll take you back. So therefore, your relationship with Hashem amends. It comes, it comes back to one. And therefore, when we're celebrating, we have to keep food and we're eating and we're having a great time. Is what's the reason why? Is because we are happy that our relationship with Hashem got back together. And this is an abutai. It's a very great lesson. Take advantage of the day. Learn as much as you can on Yom Kippur. Learn as much as you can on Yom Kippur. Say as much to him as you can. Talk to Hashem as much as you can. Throw all your sins to Hashem. I'm sorry for this and I'm sorry for that. Cry. Beg Him for forgiveness. Beg Him. And like that, Bezat Hashem will, um, will amend our relationship with Him and we'll have a uniqueness as a oneness like we always did before we even had any sin. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.